0: Welcome to the Help Me Ronda Show podcast. Help me help me help me help me Welcome to the Help Me Ronda Show where we interview sexy brands and help them turn their business into a profit-making machine using PR and media. All right, everyone, let's get started. This is where we bring on sexy brands that are making an impact on the world, and today's guest is doing just that. Her name is Jamila Barrisford, and she is not only the GM of Amo which is one of my favorites here in Changu Bali, but she's also the ambassador for Bali Street Mom Project. Jamila, it is so awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I, I want to let's talk about Bali Street Mom's project because. You and I, I were going to Ammo on my Mondays, <laughs> on my CEO Mondays. I had my team there. Victoria, Sophie was there. Hanalei was there. We're going in, and of course you're there. We always come like a big <laughs> yeah, you know, good to see you. All excited to go to the spa for the day and talk about business. But then instead of just having a, a huggy, it's an awesome meeting. It was yeah, I'm doing some really cool stuff. And we started talking about it, and you said that you are an ambassador for an incredible project here in Bali. And, you know, me being a mom, it really touched my heart because, of course, I have a daughter, and, you know, Hanalei is doing great things with her brand and trying to make impact. And the stuff that you shared with me just opened up my mind and really opened up my heart. So... Will you share what is Bali Street Mountain Project about and how did you get involved?
1: Um, so, yeah, so the Bali Street Mountain Project, I get goosebumps when I think about it because it is that once in a lifetime passion project that comes along. Uh, I've lived in Bali for nearly three years. I have an incredible job. I work for an incredible company and that's how we met. Yeah. Um, moving forward from that, I got reached, someone reached out to me in regards to, they'd heard about this project that was really, really struggling to maintain funding and because it's not glamorous. Yep. It's not about, and nothing against, you know, I, everyone has their passion, but it broke my heart to hear that it was quicker and easier to raise money to rescue a dog than it was to rescue a child in Bali. Wow. So through my own networking and like, my own, own skill set that I have, I contacted Kim Farr, who was the founder of this Wire Sun project. She's been here for five and a half years. And I met with her at a place called Cosmos Oasis, who also does a lot of help with us. We provide some fun pool, like kids activities at their poolside there. So... We all got our heads together and we're like, how can we make this something that's not so cringeworthy that people are like, that's too much? And it's really sad to know that you have to edit that nowadays because too much is like, oh, that makes me a little uncomfortable. So I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to go rescue a puppy. Right. Like, so, you know, it's that sort of thing because it's a huge thing in Bali. Um, So we also wanted, like, you know, to look at the fact that it's one thing to create a program and to create a facility which takes in. People that are homeless, living in sums, begging on the streets, victims of sexual abuse and violence, um, you know, or child, like child labour, sold, being sold into child labour here, um, and giving them a home, but then what? Yeah. So, you know, that's just creating, to me, that's just creating an elongated problem of this child with then coming an adult with no skills. Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about this because, you know, we live in Bali as well, right? Yeah. Here you are in, in my studio. We've been traveling around the world for 12 years. And I mean, this happens everywhere, right? There's yeah. poverty, there's things that go on. Um, and, and this project specifically really is about the the Bali moms that are, 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 they, are they being forced into to work? Like what's going on okay. here? Because what happens to these kids? Because this, this topic of the fact that it's easier. For people to, to sponsor a dog or to rescue a dog than a child, that is sad and scary all at the same time, yeah. right? But I think you're right. I think it it's comes down to people being, oh, I don't want to look at that, yeah.
1: you know? So through that sort of thing, so what happens is, is um, you know, and I don't want to get into the politics of it all, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but obviously this is a country where there are no benefits. If, you are a, if your husband leaves you, you're a single mother, you're with your children, there are no benefits. There is no social security, there is no assistance, there is no way. So you're now left with your three children and there is no child support, there is no alimony, there is no divorce separation. Like it's you're on your own. So then the mothers are left with the fact that they need to feed these children. Yeah. So they're left to the resource to begging on the street, selling hand-woven like, bracelets that you see along Sunset Road. They're left to scavenge in the Denpasar dumps for recyclables and sell them for $2 a day and all this sort of stuff. And then you'll find, um, which like your team has got a lot of the images of, they'll find a room which is like, you know, 20 people sharing a toilet and eight people sleeping on one mattress and that's their lives. And so we decided to put a different way and a different approach it a little differently in the fact that, okay, we can easily, and I know it sounds bad, but as Westerners, we can throw money at a charity and it makes us feel good. We get the tax deduction, we get Mm. to move on, and we've done our good deeds, good gold star, yay for us. But what change does it make? The Bali Street Moms Project has really, really taken a step back and looked at the foundation of change, Mm. and that is education and employment skills. Right, so we don't just take them and give them a safe place. We take these children in with their mother, so it's the whole family, and we give the mother the skills. We send them to education workshops. They learn crafts, they learn skills. Um, if you go to Samadhi markets, Amos Bar Bali, and another variety of places around the island, you'll find these hand-sewn, beautiful linen dolls, Frida dolls, mermaids, yeah. and that. We have one. Yeah, they're amazing.
0: Yeah, that's so. And I, I love this um, because I think that's really
1: where it comes down to if we can help give them a skill and let them even self-worth even. Well right? that's the thing, so those mothers and 100% of the revenue goes back to them. It doesn't go through Barley Street Moms Project, it is their income.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: they get the skill set, we give them a year to learn the skill chart, like where we support them with the finances, we feed them, we educate them, we give them a safe house. Um, and all that stuff. And in that year, we teach them a skill set. You'll also see around Bali, the recycled glasses, which are made out of bottles. Yeah. Our Bali Street Mum Project mothers make them as well, right? So, you know, they're taking a recyclable product, reusing it, and making it money, and now they have incomes. We currently have 45 families that are fully self-supporting in their own homes now through this project over the last five years. Wow. Uh, we've just extended now, where we've just purchased another place in Denpasar, which you'll find the link on your with the GoFundMe, mm-hmm. 10,000 US dollars literally will house another 50 mothers and 120 children. That's like unheard of and people think it can't be right. That is how it is. We've had some help from government getting us this property a lot cheaper than normal. And that's 5 years paid up front. Right? And that's the difference a small amount of things can make. We then also as we'll talk about in a moment like 750,000 rupee converted into US dollars is $55. For $55 US you are going to house Clothe, send to school, pay for the uniforms, provide safe housing and shelter, full like mental health facilities, doctors facilities, all of that for one child in Bali, fifty five dollars a month.
0: Wow! So just that alone, what you first said, yeah,
1: is that it's easier
0: to. Rescue a puppy then as a child. So now because of what you're saying, because that to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, who wouldn't want to help a child who's been left or in the dumpsters or eating out of the dumpsters? Like, how would we not want to help those kids? Are you seeing now, especially in Bali, like other businesses and companies really uptaking this contribution? So
1: we do a lot of, like, Bali is a community-based environment. Like the culture itself with the Hindus, the Muslims, the Christians, it's a beautiful island to live on. Everyone respects everyone's faith, everyone's culture, and like, You know it is what it is we're surrounded by beautiful ceremonies and love and by approaching this project in a different way of like oh my god this is happening and taking the horrificness from the frontage of it um has made it a lot more accessible for people so in regards to that we collaborate with sos food um they're now doing a fundraiser this saturday so these guys take all the surplus from major chains like the St. Regis, the W, the Sheridan, and like even Amazon. Major, yeah. major brands Major yeah. brands worldwide yeah. and everywhere in Indonesia. And they actually take to all the third world areas like, and the real, really malnourished and less resourced communities all through Indonesia. They take all the surplus and deliver these people fresh fruit and vegetables, fresh resources, and teach them about healthy living. And that's another organization which has now collaborated with the Bali Street Mums Project, which is now why we can not only do what we do in our project, but we now take to the dump itself every morning, every lunch, every evening, three square meals a day with fresh fruit and vegetables, meat products, all of that stuff. So 100 kids that we can't home yet are still, we know, are given fresh fruit and veg. We also provide them with cheap little phones with credit. So if they're in trouble, they can contact us. Okay, I love this. The, you and I were talking about
0: this, and that was one thing that really, it sparked me as so unusual, yet so right now and so appropriate, because yeah. a lot of these kids are also battered. I mean, we are dealing with some realities here around the world, right? Yeah. There's there's trafficking, there's sex trafficking, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, yeah. and it's it's sad to think about it, but we have to sometimes address this reality yeah. that we as humans, there's weird, crazy things happening, and you shared that you give these kids a phone in case they're like these are kids have never touched phones before and all of a sudden they're feeling safe yes right
1: um but like look a good example of that is um one of our kids um obviously i'm going to leave his name out because he, he's a child and he's currently only nine years old but well, he's 11 now sorry um so example of how a phone works he was in the dumps he was living in the slums of denpasar it was what it was. At the time, we didn't have the new housing that we're developing. So by giving him the phone and staying connected with him on a daily basis with the three meals a day, um, we got to know him. And we were just about to have him brought into one of our safe houses. All of a sudden, he was gone. Mm. And obviously, this creates concern for us. When you see these kids, they're like obviously turning up because they're getting fed, yeah, they're getting so they're connected, showing up. They, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So we, we got a bit concerned. Um, the founder of our company was like, We always, you know, we then learned that he was sold to work in in a quarry farm. So nine years old, having to carry rocks for 11 hours a day, six days to seven days a week. Funny enough, through lo and behold, I don't know how, but a year and a half later, he managed to charge his phone. Right, which is obviously an issue. And he managed to call us. Wow. And being at this stage, yeah, I know. Not quite 11 years old, for him to describe where he was was very difficult. He knew the town he was in. So we went to the town, Kim and her crew went off there in their bus, like off on a mission. Two and a half days later, we found him. Um, the upside of this is he is now in his second year of school, wow. fully housed, speaking, learning English. He receives trauma care once a week doing art projects, and he's now becoming a mentor to the kids in our program. So, yeah, but, you know, that's the thing. The sad thing is, is, like, obviously the consequence was we had to pay for him, like, you know, because that's the reality of a work situation. Mm. And we had to pay his parents. We had to pay. And, you know, that's just what it is. And that's what also this foundation provides, is if there is not the education where they understand, because I can't force someone to understand what we're doing. And with the mentality in small villages, it's like you're taking my child, I need something. Okay, fine. And it's not that much, like literally like $200 and now we've given him a whole new future. And he's a great kid. Like, you know, he's starting what you guys would call middle school in America. And from moving on from that, like, you know, we have another thing, like we do work very closely with a lady who specializes in child sex offenders and trafficking because Bali has really crossed, like, cracked down, and all credit to the government on this one, mm. they've really cracked down on the fact that international pedophiles found this place as a very easy picking ground. Mm. Because you had children that didn't have parents, you have children that have no documentation. Wow. And they go to the dumps, say there's a nice young girl at the age of nine, Um, we currently have two beautiful girls that were the victim of sexual assault we have a special safe house obviously which is tailored for these girls Um, once they've been there and they go through their trauma they do a lot of therapy they have intensive one-on-one treatment all provided for free medical everything like that these two girls now you can find in our safe house sweeping the floor and being very motherly to them they spent two years locked in a villa and I don't even need to go into the details because I'm sure you can understand to be rescued from that situation by the police Mm. Like, you know, and the police did the right thing. They contacted us straight away. The offender was charged, it is what it is. But that's not where the victim lays. Yeah. It's like, Doesn't you can send someone there. away, but you're left with the mess. And now yeah. Bali Street Mums Project, with the collaboration with another anonymous program, which we won't be mentioning because of the safety of the children there, we provide this intensive one-on-one care where we give these kids a really good safe place to learn to be children. Because at that age, they don't understand, and I know it sounds foreign to Westerners, what the word play means. Like you say, go and play. And me being experienced in this, my background originally was psychology in Australia. You said, okay, go and play. And they literally looked at you and would start to sweep. Oh, wow. Because to them, that was a fun job instead of hard labor. Like, you know, so it was really quite daunting. So we create, like, that's the next thing we do. These kids get to play. As I mentioned before, Cosmos Oasis, they provide very equivalent to like, same sort of setup here, you've got pools and all that stuff, they have a big um, screen, like the, what's it called, I don't know, rear projection screen, yeah, Yeah, movie Movie screen. We play kids' movies, the kids come over from the houses, they get to jump in the pool, play with their brothers, we bring the mums round, we do a big feed up, smoothies, all that. We do that every month for these kids. Take them to the beach for the day, because it's a concept that they're not used to. Yeah, you know, I, in, in hearing this, you know, obviously living in
0: a third world country like you and I have, we're used to seeing this and we've always are always open to contributing. But I think it's such a big conversation to actually open up and expose to the world that this is not just happening in Bali. It's happening all over the world. everywhere, And that people can really um, latch on to something that can make a difference. Like this is a real difference, like Bali Street Mom Project. Like I love, I call them sexy brands because yes. for me, it's like someone's doing something so amazing. Like sexy is just everything awesome, and like wow, that is amazing because it's making a difference.
1: And the benefit is, is like as I said, we do have the sponsorship program which is launched through Bali Street Moms. Mm. So and you know, which is our first run at this because. You know, there is that cliche of the dollar a day, and you know, like, we're not about that. And the benefit is like with this, when a child sponsors another child or a family sponsors a child through the Bali Street months, you get to interact with that child. Mm. You can have FaceTime with this child. You can actually, which also for us is showing that this child is loved. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a part of something. People care about it in the community. It's not about like, you know, we're not gonna put them on the TV or any of this. But when they're sponsored, they learn English, they have translators, you can visit us. Like, you know, we have days where, like, we are a fully transparent organization, which is, I think, a really big thing for today, especially in Bali. Like, if people wanna come and meet the kids, or come and spend the day with them, or come with us when we go and feed, like, send out all the meals, it's there every day. We're not a charity where it's like, hold on, we've got to prep and get them It's just what it is. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, where's it
0: Where is located? We're
1: located in Denpasar, our okay. main, we have two locations in Denpasar. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the other one we need to keep anonymous for the safety of our children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so currently at the new one in Denpasar, which we're just starting to like house. So we've currently got 15 kids living there now. It will potentially have a lot more. Uh, but we're renovating it. And that's what the GoFundMe page for yeah. 10000 is. It's five years rent and to complete the renovations to this place. Wow. Like, because once again, our charity organisations, we get volunteers that have skills. Yep. They come and we get people who want to donate like building products. Like we're not all about give us money. We're about help us make the change. Yeah, right. You know, be the change. Okay, you may be a contractor in Bali. You've got some leftover tiles or you've got some leftover plumbing equipment. Contact us. We may need it, and if we do, that's amazing. You've just put a new bathroom in for a lot of children.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: clean running water, all that sort of stuff. Um, and you're just teaching these kids about this stuff. And it's a really big family. Like the workshop in regards to where the mothers all go, it's run by the mothers that make the money and it's their own business. Like to be able to hand someone that was feeding their children and recycling goods and collecting plastic bottles every day for a dollar to so now they are a, a partnership of the Bali Street Moms business. Well,
0: I'm so inspired by this. And, um, you know, we are really excited because not only does our family, the Unstoppable family, but our company want to contribute, be part of this, be ambassadors. I know my daughter, Hanale, who's 12. Like I see, to even imagine, like them understanding or seeing or going through something like that. It's, it, it just pulls right at your heartstrings. And so you, we wanna do whatever we can possibly do to contribute, especially with Hanalei being a clothing designer. I'm sure there are clothing that are needed for these kids. Yeah. We wanna help contribute that. And also I think the great part is that it's not just living in Bali. You can contribute anywhere really. from around the world. So if anyone's here uh, that's watching this worldwide, yeah. um, is the best place for them to go to is the GoFundMe campaign? Sure, the whatever GoFundMe one, one go? yes. Yeah. So
1: we'll be providing you the links with the PayPal. Mm-hmm. So as I said, everything about us is transparent. Yeah. So like it's direct to the PayPal account, which is, goes straight to them. Mm-hmm. It's direct to the GoFundMe page, which is for the buildings and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to donate, like um, Mel from Motion Fitness donated a specific amount, which bought us 15 mattresses for these kids in the new house. And so she sent that through the PayPal, for example, and we bought what she asked for us to buy. Mm-hmm. Um also, you can contact, like, myself, or there's an email and a Facebook page as well. And the Instagram, I answer personally all the messages anyway. What's the name of the Instagram? Um, okay. At Street Mums underscore project. Awesome. So you can contact us through that to get other ways if you want to visit, donate your time, materials, anything in yeah. regards to that. Um, we are launching, as hence why I approached you in regards yeah. to Hanalei. Yeah. Um, within the next three months, we are going to be launching a new movement for this project taking it to the next level because it is a worldwide situation and so starting from bali and seeing the difference it's making on this like you know a nice it's and it's horrible to say it, but a case study model for how we can make a change everywhere yeah and that sort of thing and that's what i approach you in regards to hanalei is you know my boss's daughter who navia first asian supermodel yeah. in the world yeah. like you know i constantly surrounded by ambassadors and women, yeah. which, you know, my life is full of, as we say, that sexy branding of making a difference, you know, yeah. and, you know, Ammo, we're an equal opportunity for women. That's what we do. And so, you know, we're working with her daughter as well. And your daughter was the perfect match here mm-hmm. on the Southeast Asia side, yeah. the American things, Navi is New York. And that's going to be Provide the Change for Children. And that'll be launching in about three months, which, you know, is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, well, I'm so excited. Everyone, if you're watching this right now, wow, make some comments down here below. uh, Or if you're watching the podcast and share your comments and be part of it. Or find a charity locally in your area that makes a difference. We look for brands and those that are making a difference, but they're actually really, truly lifting up and they're doing the work. So you can definitely contribute here to us in Bali. We will personally represent you. We'll be doing some contributions, some art shows. Hanalei wants to do an art day with the kids and paint with them and and do more so they can literally feel their self-worth. I think that's the biggest thing that you guys are doing. It's allowing them to see and feel that they're worthy. It's
1: removing the shame. Yeah. Because as soon as you remove the shame of what you think you are, you
0: can then be anything. Yeah. I love that. Wow. That was incredible. So again, um, you'll see the the links here on the page, or if you're on the podcast, we'll make sure that they're here um, on this post. And don't forget, if you are PR worthy, you can go to uba-links.com right now and fill out an application to see if we can get you featured in top tier publications. I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. If you're going to create a brand, create a sexy brand. And if you're going to be anything, be unstoppable. See you next week.